Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Review Show. Coming to you on this Thursday evening here really quick as I am crunched for time. But I want to get you something out to bang to over the weekend. And I'm probably going to get through a handful of podcasts here in the next couple of days because it's a short little uh, hiatus. Probably the biggest break we've had uh, on the podcast since we kicked it off just because uh, travel for uh, some personal things, some business things. And obviously there is... There are some days where we have to do things here that actually make uh, money, so uh, I had to take a, a couple of steps back to get this done, but uh, happy to be uh, chatting with you guys today. So uh, before I kick into it, uh, my, my past weekend for me, uh, traveling uh, for some work stuff and uh, kind of the one you know, half-segmented personal trip I take uh, literally a year, uh, I play in this thing, if you guys don't know, it's called the the Knob Tourney. Uh, it's basically this, uh, I don't really know how to describe it, it's uh, like a homemade uh, basketball tournament, I guess, if you will, from a lot of guys that I grew up with uh, as a really young kid. Um, almost all of us played, you know, basketball, football, baseball, or, you know, ran track or cross country in college, so all former college athletes, and, and I use the word former because we... Uh, we're all shells of our former selves in terms of, of how we play, but uh, I first played in the, the, the NOP tourney when I was 15 years old, um, and I had to get dropped off uh, by my mom, and obviously now I'm you know, a 35-year-old dude, so I've been playing in it for you know, over 20 years. It's been going for 24 years total. I don't know how much longer uh, we can keep the tradition going. Uh, we might have to segment into like a, a golf tournament or tetherball or, or bocce ball or, or something that is less taxing on the body. But uh, and even as I'm playing and, and I'm still super fit, and but uh, you know it's not basketball shape. And the amount of games we play in a day on, on a concrete surface does uh, does take its toll. I have a slight uh, calf tear I got in the semifinal game. I could feel right by uh, kind of my popliteus and my, my semi tendons back there. I could feel it into the the upper part of the gastric, like the high part of your calf. I could feel it tear. So I went from being super mobile to uh, to less mobile. But think. Uh, Thank the Lord, I've uh, you know I'm a shooter, always have been, always will be, so I can uh, so I can still jack up jumpers, and we end up you know lucky enough winning uh, winning the championship. I think that's the sixth, that's the sixth championship I've won, sixth or seventh total, uh, playing. So very blessed to do that. My teammates, you know, Ferd, Coner, Ob, thank you guys for for riding with me. Uh, but above all else, you guys, above all the basketball stuff, the, the reason I, I bring it up is not to share that part of it. It's just. The older I get, I realize how important that is uh, to, to have in life and, and how lucky I am to be part of something like that. And if people who have seen me on Instagram and YouTube or if you're watching this right now, uh, the, the one tattoo I do have, it's across my ankle. Uh, it says KV Family, and it's it's not Valley Family. It's it's for these guys and, and, and being part of this just because um, even when I was younger, I knew it was a special group of people. And uh, when I went off to play college basketball um, and nobody else had something like this, similar to this, and now for us to, to live all over the country and all over the world and be so far removed from each other, um, it's kind of like our you know, high school, college, middle school, elementary school reunion. Uh, and we get together once a year and it's, it's these guys where we'll, you know, we'll do group text together and email and some of us will actually talk via phone. But it'd be impossible for all, you know, it used to be 40 of us deep. Now there's about 20 some of us still who get together and do it every single year. I'm really humbled and fortunate and blessed to be able to be part of something so special that transcends basketball and transcends sport. It's so much bigger than that. And even for me uh, to be invited at 15, 16 years old to be drafted and then obviously, you know, turn out to be a captain. And now I'm drafting my own teams, you know, for over the past decade plus. Uh, I'm very fortunate that these guys accepted me into a group and, and accepted me as a peer, not only on the athletic level at a young age, but they're my friends. Uh, these are the best friends that I have in life, and it's it's a very unique, rare thing, and 
It'll always mean a lot to me. And, and the more uh, I go through life and meet people, as I obviously live, you know, across the country from where I grew up, it's a really unique thing. And if you guys have anything similar to that, um, hold on to it for as, as long as you can, because it is very rare. Um, because, you know, obviously, you know, you can't pick your family, uh, but you can pick your friends. And, and at the end of the day, ultimately, a lot of your friends do become your family. And a lot of these guys, you know, I would do anything for them just like they would do for me. So uh, that was what I spent uh, the last, uh, you know, handful of days working. So that's why I was delayed in the podcast. That and, and I played the whole day with a minor calf tear. And then obviously my body <laughs> felt like a bag of shit for a few days. But uh, now I'm back on it, uh, you know, mending the leg best I can. But uh, back to to training. So with that, really quick, the podcast today, uh, five ways uh, to help you guys get more shit done. Uh, and I could have probably titled it five ways to be more productive. Uh, this is actually taken from an email from my homie, Pat Rigsby, who sent this out. Um, basically geared it towards business. Uh, I'm going to gear it towards everything in your life, whether you guys run your own business, it, it, whether you're working towards uh, an advanced degree, uh, you know, working on your, your career. Uh, your physical body, most definitely, um, your fitness, your nutrition, uh, whether it's your relationship with your husband, your wife, if you're in you know, some kind of uh, you know, addiction-based 12-step program, all these things are going to help you guys be more productive. Um, they're just the tried and true things that work, and it's what, what's worked for me in my life, not only professionally, but personally, and I think you can do the same thing for you. And so since it was on my mind today, um, you know, as I've been working and traveling, it's kind of like a five-step formula, you know, to uh, enhance production um, and get more shit done, if you will. So success, you know, typically starts with framework. It's like how we build a house, right? The construction of it, the bones, um, that's how things get done. It's not a major, you know, I guess brain puke or brain dump of everything. You first have to know, like step number one, what's important to you in life, uh, in business, uh, in your personal relationships, in what kind of body you want to have, what, what kind of lifestyle do you want to live? And that's the filter that basically all things have to go through. And I believe this. So asking yourself what's important to you and not what's important to you because your mom and dad put some shit on you, not what's important to you because it's what your husband or wife wants you to do, not because you think people will think a certain thing if you drive a certain car or you're in a certain kind of shape. What's important to you just for you? And if th- something doesn't fit into who you are or what you're about, then it doesn't get your time and attention. And I'll say that sentence again because it's very important. If something doesn't fit into who you are and what you're about, then it shouldn't get your time or attention. You know, I think a lot of people spend a lot of time, effort, and energy on a lot of stupid shit that really doesn't matter to them. And they don't really take a step back or pause and ask themselves, why am I even doing this? Why is this worth my time? And I think that's where we have to start the process is understanding what is important to me and why is it important to me? And so you decide what's important to you. And maybe for you guys, it's your family is number one. Maybe your faith is number two. Maybe your you know, fitness is three, your business is four or so on. Or maybe there's some mix of those things, but you have to understand, list them in order of importance and determine what's important to you before you move on to step two. And step two would be, what does success look like to you personally? How do you define success? What does your ideal life look like? A successful life. What does your ideal career look like? A successful career. What does your ideal business look like? What would a successful work-life balance be for you? You need to know where you're going if you obviously want to get there. And to me, I say this all the time. We set a lot of goals in this business. I do a lot personally. Um, I share certain ones with our team here, uh, with Jacob, uh, with Monica, with Matt, you know, with Trav when we work with him, uh, with the other Jacob as well. Um, but a lot of them are, are for me intrinsically, and we put these guys in a position to be successful, and then 
I kind of look at the scoreboard later on. And again, obviously, we have to run a business. We have to make money. It's it's not real complex here. We're in a service business. Everything we do is based on coaching and service at some level. Even when we sell books and products, there, there's some things tied behind that. And it's not rocket science what to do. You make more money than you spend and, and you wash, rinse, repeat, and you do that. And I'm not a huge salesperson. I'm a marketer. Um, I market living a healthy lifestyle. I lead from the front. So me, by me living my life, essentially... That's what markets this business and this life. And the point of me driving that is this. Success can look like a lot of things to a lot of people. It can be living in a certain square foot of house or a certain neighborhood. It can be driving a certain kind of car. It can be having a certain amount of money in the bank or in your retirement account or being debt-free. And I think all those things are great. But ultimately, I define success for me personally by being happy every day, by doing the shit that I want to do. Um, being able to say yes to certain deals and no to certain deals and not being motivated by just money, not accepting sponsorships or speaking engagements or doing videos or uh, sponsored Instagram or Facebook posts just for a dollar amount. It has to align with who I am as a person and, and what I want to portray to the world and is it going to actually help people and is this something I would do for free anyway. That's pretty much how I operate every scenario. Now, I'm positioned to where I'm self-sustaining where I make my own money and I don't have to walk into a meeting and feel like I'm at the mercy of them. Like I can negotiate, hey, we'll offer you 22,000 bucks for this. I can be like, fuck you, I want 36,000 bucks for this. If you won't pay it, I won't do it. And it's like, I won't say this, I won't say that. I'll, I'll use this product in this context, but I won't use it this way. So you can't put paint me in this picture and put me in this light if I do that. Now, I share that to share this is that to me, success is doing what you want, when you want, and how you want to do it. Now, obviously, we all have obligations and responsibilities. I get that. But when you're in a position to be able to call your own shots for the most part and dictate your own schedule and create whatever kind of work-life balance you want, to me, that's what success is. Now, from the outside, people will see me and say, well, Jeremy, you work 100 hours a week. You get up at 4 o'clock every day, X, Y, Z. I'm choosing to do that. It's a conscious choice for me to do that. Now, I could run this business 19 different ways and do 76 different things that weren't this way, but this is the way that gives me the best balance for me. It's part of my process. I wake up a lot of times, you guys, and come in here at 4 a.m. and and do the 5 a.m. groups. Not for me because I can't pay somebody else to do it because I want to have a connection with these guys. I want to see them. I want to know who's showing up at 5 a.m. and who's showing up at 6 a.m. to work out and who's putting in the work. To me, that gives me some sort of relationship-based self-assemblance touch. And so that's what success is to me. And now it's up to you guys to define what it is to you. What does your ideal life look like? What does your ideal career look like? What does your ideal business relationship and work-life balance look like for you? Nobody else. Step three would be mapping the first leg of the journey. What steps do you guys have to take in order to make that happen? And what I mean is look at the next 30, 60, 90, 120 days. And the map from where you are today to where you want to go has to have at least some outline. And from there, you can determine what can be done in that time frame realistically and what can't be done. And I say this in fitness, and this is probably true for business, uh, paying off debts, uh, education, everything. We drastically underestimate what can be done in six months to a year. We drastically underestimate what can be done in six months to a year, and we overestimate what should be done in 30, 60, or 90 days. People do this in fitness all the time. Oh, I've been working out hard for 30 days, and I haven't lost 40 pounds. Well, no shit, dude. It took you a lot longer than 30 days to put the 40 pounds on. You know, you can't build a custom home in 30 days. You can't, you know, get six-pack abs in 30 days if you're 80 pounds overweight. You can't get a master's degree in 30 days. But yet, We'll delay, we'll quit after 30, 60, 90 days, and we won't give it the full six months or a year. 
And I'll take you one step further. If you have really grand dreams of being in the, the top 1% of shape or running a top 1% of business, like you're going to make, you know, pay yourself a personal salary of $445,000 a year, that's going to take you probably more than a year, you guys. It's going to take you two years or three years or four years and so on. But most people quit far before they even see any progress or any momentum. And they want to change lanes 19 times because it didn't happen so quick. And the two skills I do have are, one, I don't give a shit what people think about me. So if they view me as a failure or things aren't moving fast enough or aren't growing or multiplying, it doesn't matter to me. And two, I'm patient. I'm patient as hell because I've never been great at anything, so everything is taking me forever. So when I map out stuff 30, 60, 90 days, if it doesn't happen exactly in that time frame, it's okay. How much progress did I make? I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm not trying to hit everything on the day. If I do, great, but I'm not going to beat myself up over it because there's always 19 different outside factors that can run the risk of, of something going wrong or missing a deadline. That's why we don't, you know, like these corporate companies that operate on quarters where you can not hit your goal in quarter three and get written up, yet for the entire year you crushed your goal by 140%, but yet you're going to get in trouble because in this, you know, little 90 day segment, you didn't get everything done. I think is complete bullshit because they're at you know this the, you know the mercy of their their shareholders for the stocks and stuff and I get that in some corporate sense but what I'm saying to you guys is understand you have to map out the journey so if you want to get a certain degree if you want to make a certain dollar amount understand if and if your goal is people out there all the time they throw these arbitrary numbers I want to make a million bucks I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year and that's cool and nothing against it you should have some some financial goals for sure if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. And you're mapping out the year. You need to make $8,333.33 per month every month for 12 months. So no, if you're in a 90-day window and you haven't banked about 25000 bucks, you are going to be behind. So having a deadline is cool and kind of mapping out what it's going to take for you to realistically reach that goal. So if you come to us and you said, hey, I'm 100 pounds overweight, I want to lose it in three months. Well, unless you're, you know, dropping literally a pound per day, it's probably not going to happen. So set a, a realistic time frame. You can have grand goals and have them be so unrealistic, people will think you're crazy, but no, they have to be realistic for you and what's physically capable with your time, effort, and energy. Step number four, you got to plan the week. And uh, I do this by planning the days, honestly, which obviously make up the week. I do both. We have multiple calendars here. If you guys could see my desk on YouTube, um, I have like hundreds of these little post-its uh, kind of laying everywhere. We have a desk calendar. I have a written sheet and a Word document. And then obviously everything syncs to my phone and iPads and, and we as a group talk about it as well. So I think mapping out a week is, is, is crucial for a lot of you guys. If you can go day to day, I think it's even better and I'll share on that in a second. But when you decide what you're gonna be doing for the week to move forward towards your goals, you have a few steps to at least follow and at least take. But this is where people get hung up for the most part. Like most individuals, uh, most career people, most business owners for that matter, they overschedule and then they react to things as they come up. And they don't allocate enough time to get certain things done. So what I would tell you is commit to something. If something matters, schedule it for more time than you think it takes to get done. If something matters to you, schedule more time for than you think it needs to get in. Buy yourself a five, 10 minute cushion. And then obviously you can squeeze in things around there. But I think a lot of us will underestimate how long something's going to take. And then it bleeds into the nine other things we thought were going to get done. So I always kind of overestimate on time stuff. And then I try to be as efficient as possible with things like meetings with people. I always block them off in between appointments. Say, I have 25 minutes for you here. I have 16 minutes for you here. I give them very specific windows and it can't run over. So I know 
we had a meeting today from nine from 9.30 to 10 o'clock. And I knew something was wrapping up at about 9.15 for me, so I get prepared for the meeting quick. And then at 10 o'clock, we had people come in so that I have to push this meeting out no matter what, where we're at. So I think that's key for you is literally just mapping out the week. And I typically map out the day the night before. And I think this is the biggest thing for people. So, And I do this for everything, not just for business, but for my eating, my training, and everything else. So if I, and again, I know the week. My training program's kind of you know set in stone. I make the swaps and switches based on how my body feels. I think that's just the most intelligent way for you guys to go about it. And obviously, you know, if your body feels like it's beat to shit, you probably shouldn't be deadlifting 500 pounds for reps. Just my two cents on this topic. Uh, So what I do is like tomorrow is Friday for me. So I have my schedule here written out. I look at it. I got to be here Uh, before five o'clock. We got groups running at five and six and seven and eight. Now in between those segments, I'm going to be returning emails, doing social media posts at 8.30. I have a photo shoot, uh, which will run to about 9 o'clock. Our group runs at 9.15. I can bounce, go home quick, grab something to eat probably. And this is one of the rare days where I'll actually eat before I train because I come back in the afternoon. We have some individual podcast stuff, and then we have some individual clients as well, and then I'll train later in the day. And so I kind of have an outline of what it's going to look like. So every night before I go to sleep, I would say, okay, when am I going to train tomorrow? When is my dedicated training block? When are the times I have to physically be with people? What are the two big rock things I have to get done? When am I going to be able to eat either one or two meals tomorrow? And what can I pack and bring with me in order to be successful? And I do that every single night just so I'm not stranded somewhere and I'm stuck and I'm starving, I'm hangry, uh, somebody, you know, takes up time so I can't train myself. I always dedicate certain blocks of time to get certain things done every single day. And then the other stuff is just secondary. So I have a list of 10 things that are like, you know, my to-do list, if you will. And that again, again, the list, you guys are always going to come and they're always going to grow. But if I have a list of 10 things, there might be two or three that are solidified that are non-negotiable. Those are musts. I must get those done. And the other seven are shoulds. I should get them done, but if I run out of time, so be it. I'll live to, you know, work another day, if you will. And so you have to be very diligent. And so if something's important to you, you have to schedule it and write it down. And that's everything. I'm going to eat from 2 to 2.30. Schedule it. Don't take meetings. Don't take phone calls. Don't return emails. Schedule 30 minutes to eat healthy food and fuel your body. I promise you it's well worth it. If you have to, Friday night, 8.30 to maybe 9 o'clock. Maybe it's only uh, you know 8.30 to 9.30. Uh, have sex with your husband or wife. Or maybe it's 8.30 to 8.35. Who knows? However you guys roll. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, the point being is those things do matter. And, and we and again, that seems comical, but how many times have you guys probably been too tired or too exhausted? And you're like, ah, I want to do it, but I'm just going to lay here instead. It's like schedule a date. Schedule the important things. And I think scheduling dates with your husband or wife or scheduling sex, uh, for that matter, is crucial in order for you to make it happen, especially if, if you're a busy person with kids and you travel. I know, you know, life can get in the way of you actually living life and doing the things that matter. So I'm a huge fan of planning out the day, planning out the week and scheduling the things that matter the most. And then step number five is kind of goes hand in hand with me scheduling the day. You have to win the day. Every day is an opportunity for you guys to feel successful or feel stressed, depressed and falling behind. I'll say that one more time. Every day is an opportunity for you guys to feel successful, accomplished, or feel stressed and have anxiety and feel like you're running behind. Every day is a chance for you to win or it's a chance for you to lose ground. And only you can decide that based on how you kind of go through the day and how you view it and what you're actually going to get done. So every day you should take some small steps towards the things that you define as being successful or you're taking steps towards getting the ultimate goal, whether that's the next degree, 
of the next job opportunity, losing two more pounds, paying off a thousand dollars of debt, you know, eating two more healthy meals, logging another day of food, whatever the thing is. And if something isn't rolling the right way, if one of those steps uh, isn't fundamental to your data responsibilities you guys have, you're going to fall way behind. And so you have to really just put these pieces in play in order to be successful. And if you work through these five steps, slowly but surely, like focusing on just winning the day, or for some of you, when it, if it's in terms of eating, just winning the meal, winning breakfast. Don't worry about the other, you know, two or three meals a day, whatever you eat, just win breakfast and then win lunch. And then win dinner. Don't worry about the, the nine other days coming up. And you can plan for them and look, okay, I have a work meeting. We have a family party or a kid's birthday party to go to, whatever it may be. But win breakfast first. You have to win Monday morning before you can win Wednesday afternoon. And that's the biggest thing people do. They, they try to skip the, the pages and skip the steps. You don't read chapter you know, one and then read chapter nine. You read chapter one, you read chapter two, and so on and so on. It's the same thing here. You have to work through the five steps, you guys. And if you do that, you get the 20% that's going to create the 80% of the productivity. Does that make sense? When you work through the five steps, you've got the 20% that's going to create the 80% of productivity through success. It helps you get past you know, being just busy and it helps you guys actually get shit done in a meaningful way. Now, it's probably, you know, that's probably as deep as I can go in on a quick podcast, you know, to cover through the detailed steps. I can provide a million examples that help you guys navigate through. But again, I'm going to run through them really fast just so you guys can understand. This is probably the easiest way for you guys to get things done, not just in your career or if you run a business or in your physical body, um, your eating habits, your relationship habits and everything in between. Find out a step one, what's important to you. Step number two, what does success look like to you in your marriage, in your career, in your physical training, in your nutrition. Step three, map out the first leg of the journey, the first 30, 60, 90 days from where I'm at. And if you're already on your journey, stop for a second. What can I enhance the next 30, 60, 90 days? And map out where you are today and where you ultimately want to go in 30, 60, 90 days. And then set a big goal. Where do I want to be at in a year? Where do I want to be at in two years? And then take little steps towards that, like planning the day, or planning the week. I think both are crucial and both are ideal. So map out the whole week is a broader scope and then map out each individual day in detail to see how I'm going to get there at week's end. And then number five, you got to win the fucking day, man. You just do. You, you can't worry about an entire perfect week of working out. Oh, I got to travel this week. My workouts are going to suck for these three days. But if you're not traveling for four days, just win day one. And then worry about day two. I think often we worry about the things in the distant future, a year from now, three years from now, five years from now. Um, I know a lot of people who, you know, my wife has done it for a long time. Friends, family members, other clients here have done it too. They, We worry about the future and we worry about it in like, you know, what are the 19 negative things that can happen down the road? And more often than not, those things never even come to light. Or we switch gears or we switch goals and the things that we worried about and spent so much time, effort, energy stressing on really end up not meaning shit in the long run anyway. So that's why I'm a huge believer of just kind of winning the moment and winning the day. And I don't look, you know, I, I do look to the future. I do think about it. Obviously, um, we have a goal, you know, like, like I've, sh- I've shared this 100 times already, uh, to pay off our house and probably 12 months from now, hopefully even less if possible. So hopefully like we're 11 or 10 months away. We'll see, uh, depending on the world could kick me in the face tomorrow and that could fuck up my whole plan. But that's where we're at. And that's a, it's a broader goal, but how do I do that? Well, I have to make money today. I have to make money this week. I have to make money this month. And all we're doing is making 
a payment a month, every single month. But inside that month payment, it's individual days of earning money, individual weeks of earning money, budgeting, communicating together, and then winning July, winning August, winning September. I'm not worried about winning next February already. I have to just worry about July as it is. It's the little steps that I think we often forget. You know, you want to do, you know, 10 pull-ups. Well, just worry about doing one pull-up first, then two and three and so on. And people are like, oh, I got to lose 50 pounds. That's cool. Worry about losing one pound. Worry about losing two pounds and three pounds. It's the small steps. Winning each day ultimately helps you win the week, win the month, win two months, three months, six months, and you win the year. And eventually it becomes your lifestyle and you start winning at life. So again, those are just five real quick basic things you guys probably already know, maybe you do, to help you be more productive and literally just, you know, get more shit done in the same context. We all have the same 24 hours. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I got the t-shirt on right now, we all have the same 86,400 seconds every single day. But if you ever look around and see some people just happen to do way more with their 24 hours than you do, they happen to just get way more shit done. They seem to have, quote unquote, way more energy. They're way more productive. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Obviously, there is high energy people, but they're more like cheerleader based. Like I'm not a cheerleader, rah, rah type of person, um, but I would consider myself high energy internally. It's an internal enthusiasm that I have, an internal drive, an internal sense of urgency that keeps me rocking because I don't think anybody who meets me says, well, Jeremy's a, a fucking cheerleader because I'm not, but I wake up every day before most people. And I'm just very productive and I'm very uh, conscious of my time and, and where I spend it and what I do and how I give it to people and what activities and goals and tasks it gets. And I hate wasting time. I hate standing in line. I try to multitask on certain things when I can. That's why I do so much stuff, obviously, with podcasts and with Audible and with books because I can consume information and content while I'm driving in a car or waiting in a line in a grocery store. It's, it's the little hacks that we do. And you can punt things like, and again, I'm not against watching TV or you know watching hours of sports, but if your life is dragging behind and you aren't getting shit done and you're not being as productive as you want, look at your habits. And if you're watching six hours of TV a week, you could probably cut it down to three hours or two hours or one hour and you have you know three, four, five hours to get more stuff done. Or if you have terrible mobility and your body feels like shit, but yet you're sitting at home watching TV, well, you could hop on a foam roller and do mobility and still watch TV at the same time. So there's always ways that we can success hack and get more things done. But it just comes down to you guys understanding what's important to you and what you're willing to give up to get there, and what does that look like in the scope of your average day-to-day. I see so many people make so many excuses, and, and literally, I say that not to bag on anybody or feel bad if you're listening to this, but... I don't have like this. They're not. They're not talents that I have. It's just I'm very. I work really hard and I'm really productive with the time that I have. And I think if everybody did that, they could live any kind of fucking life that they wanted to. I truly do believe it. Now, obviously, there's a million different factors that go into it, but I'm talking about little things. You guys, and again, I think we think of being successful or unsuccessful or being financially, you know, wealthy versus being, you know, stressed and broke or living paycheck to paycheck or being mobile or being fit or being strong or being weak is these monumental leaps. And they're not. It's kind of like when you look at a golf swing, the difference between hitting a perfect shot on the fairway and slicing it in the fucking trees is millimeters. When you look at some of the studies from the top plastic surgeons and they, you know, how they quantify beauty in, in human eye is how we see it. We think of it as, oh, it's, it's, you know, 
eight inches between the eyes and nine inches. It's not. It's millimeters between our eyes. It's millimeters between our nose and our lip and from our bottom lip to our chin and how symmetrical we see a human face. It's literally millimeters of difference between perfect golf swing and terrible golf swing. It's millimeter difference between looking like Bruce Willis and not looking like Bruce Willis. The point I'm getting at is we think, you know, to be mobile, to be strong, to be financially independent, to be educated, to be smart, to be happy, uh, to be successful, to be productive, we have to take these giant steps every single day. But I'm telling you guys, more often than not, it's the millimeters. It's the small steps. It's the small habits. It's the small things like mapping out the day, knowing what it looks like to you, giving up an extra cookie, giving up an hour of TV, waking up an hour earlier, or getting an extra hour of sleep in order to do the things you want to do. It doesn't got to be rocket science. It doesn't got to be giant steps. It's little steps compounded over time, which end up being the giant steps that make you successful, not just in health and fitness and career, but in your relationships and everything else you do in life. So that is today's podcast, a little bit of spinoff of my man, Pat Rigsby of five ways to get more shit done and help you be more productive in everything you do on this earth. So Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Again, simple stuff, but hopefully just a little reminder to get you rocking and rolling. We do have, uh, I believe, the Nutrition Request podcast that I'm probably going to get to hopefully tomorrow or Saturday. Uh, Worst case, I'll get it to Sunday morning, but I'm trying to get you guys two or three podcasts here in the next couple days. I have a handful more uh, productivity hacks and some other things to touch on, but if anything else you guys want to hear in the podcast, hit me up, shoot me a message uh, in detail. I'm happy to record it if I can speak on it. And if you are on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Open up your iPhone, your MacBook, uh, your iPad. Open up the iTunes or the podcast app. Type in Jeremy Scott Fitness. Drop me a five-star. Leave a comment. I truly do appreciate it. And the biggest way you guys can pay me back um, is just sharing this with friends and family. Um, If I provided you any value whatsoever, share it with them. Tell them it's the greatest podcast in the world. Warn them that I swear. So don't, uh, you know, hate me for that. And just understand that's part of me just being... Uh, you know, the damaged human that I am. It's just kind of how I roll and how I express myself. It's what I feel in my heart. And so sometimes fucking shit come out of my mouth. And so hopefully you guys can get past it or you dig it. And uh, and hopefully I can be the voice. If you can't say it in your job, in your career, or friends and family, and you really want to, I'll be that person for you. And I'll do the, the release for you. And hopefully it gets you jacked up and helps you guys just keep rocking and rolling. So um, I'll be back probably tomorrow or the next day with an episode for you. Um, we do have a handful of guests coming to the podcast. I'm going to get the guys from Beam CBD coming on in about a week here. I'm going to get my man Jeremy Williams, CFO to Ironman as well. He tore his hamstring the other day, so once I can get him in here, I'll be talking to him. And a handful of my fitness homies as well. But again, if you guys want to hear a certain guests or, or touch on certain topics, whether it be finance, relationships, uh, male hormones, female hormones, or whatever it is, just shoot me a message. I'm happy to get an expert in here that I trust and want to you know, rhyme with, and we'll do it. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.